Good morning. We're reading Born a Crime, and today we're going to cover our last topic, which is can tragedy, trauma, and adversity build resilience? So I'm going to start with asking Brian on his view. Before we get into the central question, to recap what's happening to, at the end of our book, Trevor's mom, it ended with Trevor's mom getting shot and Trevor's dad, Trevor's stepdad Abel walking free. But back to the main question. I feel like trauma, tragedy, and tra- trauma and tragedy can build resilience depending on how bad it is. For example, if if the trauma or tragic event is too much for one person to handle, I think it will have the opposite effect of building resilience, which is breaking a person down into many pieces. What do you think about this, Israel? For me, I basically think, to a certain extent, that trauma and trauma, tragedy, and adversity builds resilience. Because it depends on what the character has gone through the book. So basically, I'm talking on behalf of like Trevor and his resilience. So I said it depends on what the character has gone through in the book and in his life to draw a conclusion of tragedy, trauma, and ad- adversity builds resilience. Based on this book, it depends if you've gone through tragedy, trauma, or adversity to build resilience because one or the other could be catastrophic to your physical and mental health, and that will not build resilience. What do you think, Bibiana? I think um, on the topic of characters, um, Trevor's mom and Trevor, I think it's easier to become resilient when you have the right support group. Because in chapter 18, Trevor mentioned that um, his stepfather was kind of the good guy. And when you start talking about how the good guy is abusing you, you might not even want to talk about it or mention it because you feel like you're the wrong one. Which took me back to Purple Hibiscus and we saw Kambili's father was the same way. He was a good guy and they were almost like ashamed to mention the abuse because they felt like they were in the wrong. So I feel like depending on who is causing the trauma, it's harder for a person to speak up about their their trauma, tragedy or adversity. But with the right support group, you can become resilient, but it takes time, I think. I agree with you, and I think that's a really good connection between Purple Hibiscus and this essential question, because I found that in Purple Hibiscus, I don't think Kimbili did kind of build resilience, but it wasn't 100%, if that makes sense. Also, um, in this book, I feel like Trevor has built the most resilience out of any other character, and the way he the way he uses that like the way he shows that resilience is through humor and how he laughs a lot at just things that are happening to him that seem serious to most people but to trevor it's just another day in the life for example when he was getting when when he got arrested and sent to jail he he couldn't help but to make jokes about it and it's when we were especially in the book where he made jokes about it and things like that yeah so during off of um, what Baran said, there's different types, like different levels of trauma, tragedy, and adversity, and those are similar in ways, but different at the same time. And so say for instance, either you experience more traumatic experiences than tragic, 
or more adversity than tragic, that could build more resilience or it could break you down and build no resilience at all. So for um, Trevor went through all types of traumatic, tragic and adversity, different types of adversity. So the tragic tragedy aspect of Trevor, there's different stuff he had to go, go through. For example, him having to get beaten up by his stepfather. This is in page three, one, 312. The first blow hit me in the ribs. My mind flashed. It's a trap. I'd never been in a fight before. This shows his first time actually in a fight and having to build resilience so he can protect himself later on in his life. And another tragic, tragic experience was Trevor having to see his mother shot in the head and nearly dying because of the gunshots within her. And the way you can see this is in page 327, where Trevor explains basically in the book where he's the doctor's way. He say he basically says this. There was a hole in her face, a gap, a gaping wound above her lip. Part of her nose is gone. She was as calm and serene as I'd ever seen. This must have been traumatic and scary for, Tra uh, for Trevor, seeing a massive hole wound in his mother's face and Trevor probably thinking his mother was going to die. Another example, another way like, okay, yeah, you guys want to speak? I was going to say, I agree with you. And I feel like adding on to what you said, I think that when Trevor first got into a fight with Abdel, Abel and he ran away, he was never the same around him. He was always like ducking him, going to the other room if he was in the same room as him. He was just, he was always forever scared. And I think that's an example of when it didn't really build resilience. I think he was just, he was scared. He even mentioned that until he was 24 or 25, he had, had continuous nightmares about Abel beating him up. And I think this is the only example where Trevor has gone through something extremely traumatic and not built a sense of resilience. If you, if you guys noticed, but he didn't even make jokes about it. He didn't even make jokes about it. Yeah. When it came to Abel, he was very serious and matter of fact. Yeah. He was even dodging him in and out of every room. Where Trevor went in one room, he would always leave the room. He's like basically scared for his life after that tragic experience. Exactly, and then he start, and then he makes the decision to run away, and not run away, but move out of the house and never return back to Highlands North. I think I think that's where they lived at the time. Yeah. On the topic of um, tragedy and trauma. I was also gonna say um, when his when his stepfather's business wasn't going well, I think that was a tragedy, and that caused Trevor to go through trauma, having to sleep in the car, not eating meals, especially as like a child. That can be traumatic, and it caused it caused him to start. It started affecting his school life and his grades, and I think for a child, it's hard to go through that because. He mentioned that he didn't want people to know that he was living in a garage and his teachers were questioning him about why he wasn't doing his homework. But I think he was, part of him was embarrassed to talk about his situation, so he always didn't really bring it up. I'd have to disagree with you because I think, I don't think that's a tragedy. I think it's more an example of adversity because 
Yeah, I, I, because I feel like it was more of an unpleasant situation rather than something that had gone terribly, horribly wrong. And um, I do feel like in that situation, I feel like that was almost Trevor's breaking point where he realized that he needs to, like, be, he, never mind, never mind, never mind, I'm gonna cut that. But he also thought, um, I think that part in adversity when he had to go sleep alone at um, Abel's workshop also built a bit of resilience because from going from that, he's always find ways to get food and he's like eating caterpillars, which is resilient because he could have never eaten that because he probably would have thought it was disgusting and he probably would have stopped. But he also went through it and then he built a bit of resilience. Going for adversity, um, Another adversity Trevor showed in building resilience was having the police take his his stepfather's side despite beating up his mother. Where you can see this is in page 316. I do remember that the police were called. They came out to the house this time, but again, it was like a boys club. Hey guys, these women, you know how they are. No report was made, no charges were filed. Whenever he'd hit her or come after me, my mom would find her, find me crying off afterward and take me aside. She'd give me the same talk every time. And I think that can, this, can I speak or? On this, sorry? Uh, can I speak or you, you want to speak? You can go. And adding on to what you said, I think that it must have been terrifying for the mom because every time mm. the police would call, it was just like meeting old friends as well as the fact that she can't run away from him because I forgot which page it was, but she said that um, if we, Trevor was asking, why don't you just run, just run. And he, she just said, if I run, he'll kill me. And yeah, continue, Bibiana. I was going to mention that Israel talked about the part when his mom tried to file a case at the police, but they refused because... Multiple. Yes because they're, they're men before they're police officers. And I was going to talk about how that's still an issue in South Africa today, especially with gender-based violence. And it's a very patriarchal society. And in some, in some cultures and countries, it's very normal for, like in the book, an example, for husbands to beat their wives. And when she, she got asked, what did you do? She said, my husband beat me. And instead of asking, you know, where is he? Or at least asking him the questions, they ask her, what did she do? It's almost like assaulting someone, being violent, is justified when, you know, they do something that you disagree with. Even if what you disagree with can be a minor issue and there was no reason to get violent. Another like way um, Trevor showed a bit of weighed a bit of resilience after an advers after adversity was when he was in jail with other hardened criminals trying and he was trying not to show how vulnerable he is. This was during when he was awaiting his trial basically or like court hearing and he was basically underground in a holding cell with different hardened criminals. Page two hundred and eighty-four. Hey, why are you hanging out with the, with the blacks? Because I am black. No, you aren't. You're colored. 
Ah, uh, yes. I know it looks that way, my friend. Let me explain. It's a funny story. Actually, my father is white and my mother is black. And race is a society, social construct. So this was a problem because he could, he would have find alliances with different cultural groups based on his parents' cultures and his own cultural views. So this ended up, ended up leading him to choose to go hang out with the white people in the holding cell. So we're gonna wrap up now, but overall, I enjoyed reading this book because I, I, I watched some of um, Trevor Noah's work before, but I never actually read the book. I've heard about it. And I think it's good to read, to read books like um, from people's point of views, like his story growing up. So it's also looking into other people's lives and looking at things from a different perspective and seeing how other people live and how other people grew up and how that shaped them into their adult self. Like, why is Trevor Noah, like, why does he always make jokes about things? Maybe it's because he uses it as like a coping mechanism. So I enjoyed reading the book. What about you guys? I agree with you. And I feel like this book really gave me a lot of insight into why Trevor's the way he is, why he's so like almost extra like extrovert if that even makes sense and why he always makes jokes again as you said i think he uses it as a coping mechanism as well to deal with a lot of the things he grew up with how about you israel i like this book because it shows a different way of like how people in apartheid times struggled and coped this shows like the outside world like other countries that are not um in apartheid shows like the hardened ways that people had to go, what people had to go through it shows also a sense of domestic violence how bad it could be what could it ultimately lead to and it shows the corruption within south africa which is good to know okay so that was our final episode i hope you enjoyed and yeah peace bye